Hi, I'm Sally. I'm Linda. And I'm Ming. Pour yourself a cup of tea and join us for this week's episode of Moving Oolong. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into episode 67. And we're here with a returning guest, our friend Sebastian. And we're happy to have him back to talk about a guy's perspective on dating or a straight guy's perspective on dating. So this will be a really fun and insightful conversation. But before we get started, let's do our weekly recap. Sally. What did you do? <laughs> oh man. Um this week. Oh, we got brunch together. That was probably oh, the wow. highlight. Oh. That was this week. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So we got brunch on Saturday together with some other college friends. And it was nice because we were like inviting friends from different friend groups. Mm. So it was like a little like before we were a little nervous about how they would interact together but everyone was pleasant and i think i hope they had a good time um and the sangria that we ordered was really good <laughs> even though it wasn't bottomless but it's fine <laughs> we um, don't need bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> sally like two sips it was like i feel it already oh my gosh <laughs> Okay, but I had to drink three glasses because no one finished their glass. And then the lady was like, who wants to finish it? And then, of course, (laughs) you all stared at me. And then Linda, of course, didn't drink any of her glass either. So it got passed on to me. (laughs) Um, But besides that, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys last week. So my church is finally back in person now. Well, partly back in person. Like, you have to register my family finally decided to like start going to, back to church two weeks ago. And oh my gosh, every week now I had to perform in front of people. And like, I perform don't get to what? You know, just piano? like not performing piano, just like performing, like putting oh, on, uh, uh, being like, yeah. hello, oh, uh. like all these niceties and like small talk. And I'm not used to it. So <sighs> yeah, it's a lot going back in person and like learning how to talk to people today my coworker was telling me like nih is offering this training on how to talk to people again <laughs> she was like uh, oh. NIH. <laughs> yeah it's like how to talk to people after a year of like quarantine <laughs> and i mean i was laughing at that seminar like the fact that we even have that seminar but maybe i could take some <laughs> tips <laughs> But what about you guys? You guys, I heard you guys went climbing. Yeah, I think I had the same kind of interaction where, like, I felt like I was performing or interacting with new mm-hmm. people, but I had a way more positive, I guess, experience or outcome from it. So, Linda and I, after brunch on Sunday, so the next day, I guess, we went climbing at Earth Treks and um with carlos which we had gone before to um columbia but we went to the rockville location this time and i was excited to go climbing and like fully prepared to pay but carlos like he came in clutch and he let us in with his august like guest pass even though it was august 1st so (laughs) i was very surprised he actually did that but it was like the same thing where we were climbing and i felt a little self-conscious at first but then like you know once you get into it 
It's like a lot of fun. And then guess who was there, Sally? Our who? good ke- friend, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so again, uh, we didn't My really brother, interact with him that much. Kevin. Yes, with the same last name. Um, but yeah, we climbed and we did top rope. But I think it was afterwards when we, we got bubble tea together and we sat there and talked for a while, actually, a lot longer yeah, than I, I saw. expected. I was tracking you in Life 360. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I was telling them about it because it was super close nearby. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was really nice to talk to a new person. I texted Linda afterwards. And I was like, this might be the first new friend I've made since college. Mm-hmm. Which Kevin, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, shout <laughs> out to Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> At first, I was like sad about that because... Wow, that's kind of sad. But then also Linda was like, hello, we were in a a pandemic. pandemic, So (laughs) it makes sense. But it was like working those muscles again, where you're like interacting and like engaging with someone you don't know everything about. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when I talk to you guys, or even some of my like less close friends that I've known for a while, it's like, so easy that I don't have to like activate that muscle, I guess, (laughs) of like, like engaging and like following along. But like, talking to Kevin was really nice. And I don't know. It makes me like want to like meet Make new friends. people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is this my inner extrovert coming out? <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely the highlight. That and brunch was a really good time. And work has been picking up. But Linda, what did you think of our interaction? Our climbing? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we pretty much had the same weekend. But yeah. I agree with you. We just worked out our body and our brain, Ooh. I guess. <laughs> But yeah, it was fun to just like sit and talk to someone new and like expose Carlos a little bit. And I think talking about like moving is just like an exciting subject or like, I think, oh, Sally, we took a picture for Kevin's hinge. Oh my God. (laughs) We are now on Kevin's hinge. Oh no, you're part of his profile. (laughs) Ming Ming is part of the profile. That was kind of awkward. I was surprised he said okay that but yeah. you know wait wait how did this go down he was just like let me take a picture so you can be on my hand we were analyzing his profile i don't know how that came about we were i guess talking about dating and then yeah. we were like looking he like showed us his hinge profile like to get our opinion on it and then we both were like oh there's no pictures of you with friends and like you have friends so we advised him to add friends and then linda being the mom or whatever was like scoot in <laughs> like let me take a photo <laughs> Is that accurate, Linda? Yeah. Um, hopefully we're not exposing him to I know. everyone. <laughs> yeah, swipe, swipe on Kevin on Hinge. <laughs> if you see my face, you know it's a good one. Yeah, but it was Make cute to hang out. And yeah. yeah. I think it was it was a cute picture. Um mm-hmm. and I think that's what like activated me to start planning my house like housewarming oh, yes. or yes. barbecue because um, i called ming like that night and it was like getting the guest list together <laughs> and stuff like that but yeah i think i relate to what you said about wanting to meet new people like i'm not even stressed out about having all these people in my house mm. i think it'll be fun yes i think it'll be yeah. fun too i also think it will be fun <laughs> speaking of meeting new people I think dating is a great way of getting out there and finding a bunch of new people, as we will talk about in this episode. So I guess our recent interactions with new people and getting back out there has brought up the idea of dating again. 
Like, how can we not talk about dating? Um, so today we have on Sebastian, who you all probably met in our earlier episodes where we talked about voting and the Constitution and everything up before the election. Um, but he's back this week for a very different episode where we're going to go through his perspective as a straight man, like dating, um, what it was like in college versus out of college, maybe in person and on the apps, just like a very broad conversation to hear his perspective. So welcome back, Sebastian. Maybe you could say hi and then we can get started. Thanks. I'm very excited to be back. Um, thanks for having <laughs> me on and I'm looking forward to this one. Are you? Okay. I guess we can start <laughs> off by talking about like your dating experience in general, like maybe when you started dating um, and like what your current relationship status is now, because I think we all started at kind of different times, I guess. Oh boy. Okay. Well, uh, I, I had my first girlfriend in quotation marks in quotation. all the way in middle school. So I wouldn't oh, really yeah. consider that. Yeah. I wouldn't really consider that dating dating, but I, I would say that my first serious relationship probably was my senior year of high school and you know all throughout college I've been dating and I'm currently in a relationship uh, my girlfriend and I have been dating for about uh actually seven and a half months around ish uh, we started dating mm. in December of last year uh in the middle of the COVID winter as we call it uh and we've been dating ever <laughs> since and we actually just got back from a trip to Chicago so that's that's my current situation very cute yeah, I think we all had like the kind of middle school in quotation like people because I know I was like texting this boy who I was scared to talk to in real life. Um, but yeah, maybe like middle school is the place where you like are trying to figure things out, I guess. But it sounds like it didn't really pick up until the senior year of high school for you. Like you said, were you like interested in people in high school or you were just like so focused on your studies, you know, a good scholar. Yeah. Well, I, I had like a thing in high school with this girl, oh. but the more I, the more I look back on it, I, I think before a couple of years ago, I probably would have classified her as my first girlfriend. And I think in, in the standard terms of like dating, it was a relationship, but we were so young and I was so inexperienced that I honestly feel like it was more of kind of like a test or honestly, like a first draft of what a relationship was, because I mm -hmm. learned a lot. I learned more about what a relationship shouldn't be as opposed to what it should be in that relationship that it, it's kind of hard for me to look back at that and think, oh, yeah, that's when like my dating really started, because I was so, you know, inexperienced. So uh, we actually dated for a long time. But um, it's when I when I look back at my long? relationships, almost two years, like a year oh, wow. and eight yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like I said, it was just, it was a weird time in my life. And I mean, in everyone's life, you know, with being that young in high school, uh, we started dating in like the second semester of freshman year, I think. And I honestly, at that point, I feel like we were both still middle schoolers in terms of, you know, maturity mm. level. Uh, anyway, things didn't end so well <laughs> in that regard, but yeah, that's, and then, you know, throughout high school, uh, um, throughout the time that I was after that relationship, I, you know, I was obviously trying to date people, but I think my first like serious relationship was in the end of high school. Um, and we broke up because I went off to college and things just weren't working out. Uh, so, and then honestly, in, in like the first, the first half of college, I was really devoted on my studies. And that's kind of why <laughs> I wasn't really dating anyone in my junior and, or sorry, freshman and sophomore year. 
you know, biochem was a, ser- a very difficult major for me and I struggled a lot with my studies and I just, I couldn't deal with the relationship as well. Mm. Sally can speak to that. So oh, yeah, I can agree to that. My grades definitely went on the decline as soon as I started dating. <laughs> Um, but do you think that throughout your relationships, did you see that you were like evolving or like, improving <laughs> your ability to keep the relationship? Or like, do you think you learned things from each relationship as you went on to the next one? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as corny as it sounds, you know, at that that line from Ariana Grande about like, thank you next. Like, <laughs> I'm so grateful for my exes. <laughs> I, I honestly genuinely really believe that because in every relationship, you pick up on a lot of things and you might not know that it's a learning experience when you're in it. You might just be like, wow, this sucks or wow, this feels really good. But then afterwards, if you end up breaking up with a person or just, you know, look back on things that happen in your relationship, you start to think, wow, I, I've learned so much from this person and, you know, how a relationship should work, how it shouldn't work. What could I have done differently? What should I have done differently? And I think it makes every future relationship just not better, but you ha- you go into every future relationship with, with a more open eye on what you should be doing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that um, even though like we like to talk about in past episodes before or just generally as friends, we like to talk about how we had limited experience. But I think all of us have some sort of experience, whether it be like an official relationship or not, that has really... Um, shaped how we approach like our actual relationships that we were in Mm -hmm. like I think those first like whatever they are is really dictate how you like look at people and your dating experience like afterwards it kind of I don't want to say that person shapes you because I don't think they do but maybe the whole experience like shapes your perspective on dating at least for me um, after like talking to a few people it really changed how I approached like dating in general. Mm. Sebastian, was there like a particularly impactful mm-hmm. relationship you feel like? First love or like something like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I, I don't know if I would assign... Do you believe in first love? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I definitely think I had a first love. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't say I assigned a, a specific relationship as one that was, you know, super defining, but I think it's, mm. it's a collection of moments that you kind of go through in all your different relationships so you know you'll never forget like your first breakup you'll never forget your first first date uh the first time you fell in love with someone the first time you argued with someone all these little moments that in in the in in the moment of actually doing it they don't feel like that big of well some do but some don't feel like a big deal but then you look back on things and you think okay that that happened for a reason like that was something that I learned a lot from, or it really had an impact on me. And I wouldn't say it's a specific relationship, but I would just say it's a culmination of moments that you kind of experience throughout all your interactions. And they don't even have to be like relationships, you know, just like maybe meeting someone at a bar and like trying to hit it off with them. Maybe you say some something dumb and it gets awkward. And, <laughs> and then afterwards you look back and say, okay, well, that's what I should not do for next time. Uh, and you know, that's just kind of uh, with everything, you know, you, you gather these little moments that you can look back on and say, I've learned all of this and I can go into uh, into my next relationship or my next interaction doing things a little differently. That's a very poetic way of putting yeah. it. That sounds so romantic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Are you a romantic I, person? Uh, like, I, I would you say... You like the movie romance, the... 
I, I don't I don't know if I like the movie romances because a lot of them are unrealistic and I, I I do I am a very affectionate person with the with you know the people I'm in a relationship with um but you know I, I I'm also like a realist and I try to keep things grounded and based in reality so I try not to be like super superfluous and you know making promises I can't keep or whatever like they do in the movies or making these grand promises um but I I will say I'm I'm pretty romantic i feel like i'm like the opposite when you're talking about how you remember all these like small mm-hmm. moments in like your first i'm like thinking back and i don't really remember anything from my past it's just like all <sighs> just a blur and i don't remember like my first date or like i don't even know the our anniversary date like with me and my last ex mm-hmm. i have no idea what the anniversary date is That's so like i really forget a lot of these details i guess as time goes past yeah and but i am like romantic in the sense that i like watching tv shows or like dramas that have romance in it and i like definitely feel the romance from tv shows a lot but i think in person i don't i've never really felt mm-hmm. that it that intensely in yeah. person it's i and i'd love to hear ming and linda's perspective on this too but it's always i, I always found it fascinating on what people choose to mm, kind of ingrain yeah. in their memories for relationships and yeah. i'll give you a really funny example actually mm. um so me and my current girlfriend, Ashley, we were talking the other day and we realized that we didn't, after seven months, we didn't know each other's birthday to the exact date. Uh, like we knew <laughs> the general uh, time frame of when they were, but we didn't know when their, when our actual birthday was. But for example, like I'll never forget being on our first date and like the smell of her perfume. Um, I think oh. that's something I'll carry on for forever and mm. throughout the rest of my relationships because it was something so distinct. And for some reason, my mind didn't etch in the date of her birthday, but it etched in the scent of her perfume. So it's always interesting to hear those and how Sally was saying how she remembers some things, but not others. Mm. What perfume she used? <laughs> it, it, if you're curious, it's called uh, Toka by Stella. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 But yeah, I think it's really how you, um, not necessarily how you were raised, but how you saw relationships like as you were growing up or maybe thought about them. Because for me, I am the exact opposite of Sally in that when I finally did get into a relationship or even like a situationship, I remember basically every detail, like all the firsts were very significant and important to me to the point where I would journal about it and remember exactly how it felt and the exact day it happened. And I think that was just because when I was younger growing up, I didn't see that much romance in my life, but I saw it like on TV and I definitely romanticized romance. Like I put it on, not a pedestal, but I, I thought of it as this like big thing that like when it actually happened to me, I was noting all the firsts because it was like the first time I'm experiencing this. And I don't know, I think... um Sometimes it can be like a little shamed to to think of it in that way or like you're very romantic or you're, I don't know, so sensitive and invested in it or like firsts aren't that big of a deal. And yeah, it is a social construct in some ways. But um, to me, it was very significant every like first of an experience that because it was like I'd been looking forward to it, I guess, or like waiting to see what it would feel like for a long time before. So I'm, I'm definitely opposite of Sally. I remember like, like when Sally or Linda, when you guys told me you didn't remember the anniversary of when you started dating your ex partner, I was like shocked, like to, (laughs) to not remember the exact date was like, how can you not? But yeah, I guess it is 
individual people's perspectives on it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in the middle of <laughs> Ming and Sally because I also forget the dates. I feel like I just want to get the first, like the first milestones over with, so we can get to the real stuff. And <laughs> what is the real to, like, stuff? Start... Yeah, like getting like the awkward, <laughs> like getting to know you moments out of the mm. way and just like settling mm. down. Mm. I guess instead of being like super nervous all the time okay but sometimes that's fun i like that yeah that's like the best part of dating maybe i'm just boring (laughs) it's like when you find something new you're just like a domestic a domestic (laughs) (laughs) but yeah maybe sebastian we can move on to talk a little bit more Mm -hmm. about what it was like for you to go from high school which you dated um we didn't really date in high school but to go from high school to college to me it felt like a really big transition because i was like surrounded by a you know it's a bigger uh sea so there's more fish in the sea you know <laughs> so it was like a big i don't know opening of like new possibilities and people to meet but that was also because i didn't date in high school at all so i don't know if yeah. your perspective was different i think honestly i think that saying where they say the more things change, the more they stay the same is very applicable in this situation. I've never heard of that. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, so I'll say it was dating in college versus high school is super different, but also super similar in a lot of situations. And super similar in the sense that you still meet people kind of the same organic way, you know, through classes or through clubs or, mm. you know, what you do in college. And that that doesn't really change it between high school and college because you're still meeting people through your interactions but the way it's different is that you know with few exceptions everyone is just so much more mature in college that (laughs) you can like what linda was saying you can kind of skip a lot of the awkwardness in college relationships because you know when you have more experience dating and when you're just like older and you have you know you're just your ideas on relationships and love are more developed you can start really getting to know another person more deeply quicker uh, because you're not dealing with the silly high school stuff that you're, that you have to deal with in high school. Uh, so I'll, I'll say that relationships in college are a bit more, are a lot more mature. And that's, that's a really good thing because then, you know, you're, you're more focused on each other and not, you know, the silly, like, Oh, what are your friends thinking about your relationship? Like what's, what's going on with everyone else? You're just like focused on your relationship. And that's, that's a really good, really good thing to experience as opposed to a high school relationship mm. Sebastian, I don't know. always like yeah like super serious about getting into a relationship because I feel like when I think about like a straight guy's perspective there's like oh commitment issues like mm. they just want to be casual <laughs> so you were just like girlfriend girlfriend right that's, that's uh, a serial monogamist really question mark <laughs> So my friends have actually described me that way. Um, as a serial, serial monogamous. Yeah, because I've I've never had a one night stand with anyone. The only like casual relationship I've ever had was with uh, a girl I met on Hinge uh, two summers ago in 2019. And even that was like, it wasn't a relationship, but we hung out exclusively for a couple of months. Uh, but we knew that she was going to go back to college at the end of the summer in Pennsylvania, and it wasn't going to work out beyond that. So we both went into it knowing that. So we just like hung out and, you know, did relationship stuff, but weren't like committed to each other. But aside from that, that was the only thing that I've done that wasn't like a serious relationship, except for like making out with like a couple girls in <laughs> high school. But I, those are just like 
one-off experiences, but I've never had like a one night stand with anyone or I've never, you know, had like a fling. I've, I've done a friends with benefits thing, but that actually ended up being my current relationship. So we started Calgary, oh but my gosh. moved into Sirius. So it's never actually just been like a friends with benefits thing. Are you interested in more casual, like if you weren't dating Ashley, obviously, are you interested in exploring the more casual, like, um, type of seeing people or you're very comfortable with just being like, you like commitment and you like having a partnership with people, you know? Yeah. I, w- I think I've, I've always been that kind of, you know, been wanting to find that person who I can share things with because it's just more, I, th- I think it's just more rewarding. And I guess partially that might be because I've never really di- dived into the casual side of it. I've tried, like I've tried using dating apps to find casual things but honestly that's never worked out for me uh and i it it honestly takes a lot of effort to i think you know stay in like that casual arena Mm. um i don't know it's just it's just something that i've never really devoted too much time and effort into and it's just for me it's always been more rewarding to make those connections and just be more into a more committed relationship yeah it's funny how you say that you don't do the casual um stuff because it take it would take you more like time and like commitment to that and i feel like that's how fuck boys or like people who don't want to commit to a partner explain like a partnership like it mm-hmm. is very different on, depending on how you look at things because i feel the same way like casual hookup culture is interesting to me and maybe i would try it if i wasn't dating someone but it seems like a lot of work man <laughs> Like a lot of just like headspace that you have to devote mm-hmm. to like juggling your people or like, you know, not getting too emotionally invested, but, you know, like still making time to meet up with them. I don't know. It seems like a lot more logistical work, to be honest, rather yeah. than just like getting into a relationship. Yeah, I, I, I could not agree with you more. What do you think, Sally or Linda, um, perspectives on like casual dating versus, you know, more long term? Well, personally for me now, I've been trying to look for, I mean, I'm just like on the app. Well, I was on the apps um, looking for like potential partners, I guess. But I'm like in the mindset of having a more long-term relationship just because I don't, I mean, I'm only 22, but I feel like I'm wasting my time still if I'm just going for casual (sighs) things. And I just want to like settle down and not have to worry about (laughs) like meeting people and dating but at the same time, it is fun meeting people. So I guess it's like contradictory, but it's also yeah. contradictory. I feel like being on the apps and looking for a long-term thing because most people on the apps are more interested in casual or they're just like shopping around, you know? So I, I wonder if that's <laughs> also your experience, Sebastian, like being on the apps. Do you think you go come across more people that are just looking for casual things? And it's like harder to find people who are more serious about dating. Or like want a long-term thing? Yeah. I honestly, all my experience on the app, I, 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 it's honestly, I think it's so much different versus be, between being a, a man and being a woman on an app. But my last three relationships, well, the, my two relationships and the one summer fling have all come from apps. And honestly, all the people that I've like been interested on in the apps and like have matched with, I've I've found that they've been into that relationship and looking for something more serious as opposed to looking mm. for something more casual. Mm. That's yeah. interesting to hear. 
Because like Sally said, I feel like most people think that apps are like automatically just hook up kind of like central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, that that has not been my experience at all, honestly. Well, Maybe there's something about you. It is different. <laughs> like your your aura is like long-term relationships only <laughs> on your account. It, it must be my it must be my answers to the to the hinge question. Yeah, I don't know. oh, true. I mean, maybe I that's no true. Isn't well, that why people would say like Hinge is way more? There's more potential there because you have to like take your time to like fill out all the questions and put your um, account together. Versus like with Tinder, you could literally just put up any photo and then it's like less effort. So maybe mm-hmm. less effort correlates to like different intentions. I I don't know, but yeah, I'm sure you yeah, can find hookups say- on. Hinge. I'm sure you could find it on Hinge, but I will say that if I were to to recommend any dating app, I would definitely <laughs> do Hinge because I think it is it is more of a place where you look for a, okay, something a little Hinge more serious. Premium. Kind of... <laughs> get them sponsored. <laughs> yes, sponsor it. You can kind of differentiate yourself a little bit more, uh, and you do have to put thought into your questions, and it's easier to stand out. Ooh. Do you feel like you have game? <laughs> <laughs> I, what is I game? Honestly, How would you yeah, define game? game? Okay, so I wasn't going to say this earlier, but I feel like this is a great segue into what I what I was thinking about how we were talking about, like you know, like hookup culture and how I've never done like a lot of casual things. I honestly think that part of that might be because I don't fit like the uh, um, the standard like attractiveness con- con- like the conception of attractiveness, or you know the the conventions of being flirty i feel like i don't have game in like the the slang term of being like super flirtatious <laughs> or super you know i don't know i you know i, I think i do give off wait 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 sebastian i yeah. have heard we've discussed this before off yes. the pod and i have heard you <laughs> say that you've consider yourself an attractive man i do i i consider myself attractive but i don't know <laughs> if i consider myself like conventionally attractive by like okay you know this the societal standards you know i i'm not like a like a tall blonde skinny dude with abs okay okay so you think physical attractiveness is like a significant part in like having game or like getting a lot of interest i think i think it's a significant part especially in on apps because when when you just have like 30 seconds to look at someone's profile right if they don't right if they don't have the pictures if they don't have the 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 witty answers if they don't have you know the professionally shot photos at the beach or whatever then mm-hmm. i i think it, it just attracts like a different crowd or a different kind of person I, I don't know that's just how i see it i mean i'd love to get y'all's experience on the other side of that on how you see you know different men on on the apps yeah sally and linda chime in linda <laughs> sally oh my gosh <laughs> one of you too uh yeah i definitely i mean the first thing you see on hit or in the apps in general are their pictures so that's like your first impression of them and even before you get to see the prompts that's what you're at least for me that's what i'm using to decide whether or not to swipe right or left so (laughs) it's definitely a big factor for me and but like my standards i don't think my standards are like impossibly high like as long as you look normal which some people at least like a K-pop star. It's it's fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, yeah. not a K-pop star. Just like a normal human, with like eyes, nose, and mouth. But <laughs> okay, <I don't> Sally. 
<laughs> I think I think another part of it is that like once you match with someone, right? It's it's for me. I have I honestly have no idea how to even go about asking someone to like randomly hook up, right? Like I oh. I have no conception of mm. what it's like to <laughs> say hey. Yeah, I see. I don't know how to do that. Like, I I feel awkward, and I just, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel right. I feel like I always start like, and this is I think why I got off Tinder because I feel like whenever I match with someone, I always started like I don't know asking like more serious questions, and mm. I don't know. I, that's why I, that's why I think Hinge is just more suited for my personality. Mm-hmm. And I guess apps are a good place then for a lot of different people because you can find different things that you're interested in, like like what Sally is swiping right or left on is probably not what every, like what you're swiping left or right on. Sebastian. Like their people's yeah. conception of who's attractive, like the apps kind of allow for you to like select. Um, but I guess it is true that people who are more conventionally attracted by like, I don't know, Western standards are like mm-hmm. more likely to get a lot more swipes, but maybe you get less swipes and more quality matches though you know yeah yeah i i, I, I think I, I don't know if you know the, the quality of the matches is something i can speak on but um <laughs> i'll say oh god what was i gonna say um i'll say that the the stigma around dating apps that it's just like a like a hookup thing and that is is something that is fortunately dying i think a lot more people are accepting of meeting a significant other on apps and they don't you know, kind of judge you when you tell them that you met someone on Hinge or Tinder, which is, I think, a good sign for just dating in general, because I, it, it does have a lot of benefits. And I'm glad that it's becoming a yeah. more of a commonplace thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with COVID. Oh, you mentioned like the COVID winter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that was that was rough date, trying to date the people during COVID and like trying virtual dates and like Zoom calls. That was that was a whole thing. <laughs> I naturally know of two successful couples that met on like the apps. So my coworker, mm-hmm. she met her husband on Hinge and they've been married for two years. And my cousin, mm-hmm. who's going to get married later this year, he also met his um, fiance on Coffee, Ma- Coffee Meets Bagel. So it's becoming more mm-hmm. of a, and more of a thing and like amongst people that I know personally. So it's just nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think... I think a lot of people probably downloaded the apps during quarantine just because of how else were you going to meet people, which I, I think was a it was just a super interesting time to try to be dating. Um, I'm not sure if any of you all developed relationships during COVID, but I actually had one relationship end right like almost at the beginning of COVID, like the first few months, and then another one start uh, like like I said last winter during the middle of of COVID. So it was uh, I feel like I have perspectives on all kinds of virtual dating and dating during COVID. And it was, it was just a super interesting year and a very weird year, I'll say. Did you enjoy it more or less than like, if you weren't forced to be at home? Like, did you see advantages to that style of dating that you would take into like, say a post COVID world or like, you were like, that's completely horrible. (laughs) Like it was very hard. Yeah, honestly, I think so. I did a couple of uh, video call dates. And honestly, I really liked the idea because you know how going on a date with someone is such a high level of commitment. Like 
you have to decide on a place. You have to, first of all, think if you're okay with meeting this person in real life, then you have to pick a place and you have to get ready and like dress up and (laughs) then you have to pray that they show up and that they're not terrible in person and that you don't have to bail halfway through and then you have to deal with transportation. But honestly, doing like a Zoom call date is so nonchalant and it's super casual. And I honestly really liked the idea. And I think, I don't know if I would ever do it again because I think not a lot of people are going to be open to the idea once, you know, we can go back out to restaurants again. But I think it's something that I I would not mind offering again and I would not mind doing again in the future if, you know, if I ever had to again. So you're saying, did you change like your, the top, like you changed your shirt, but like left on your bottom? Like, did you make effort for these (laughs) dates as if you were going on an actual on the town restaurant date or because it was on zoom it was like assumed that it would be super casual you know whatever you were wearing that day yeah i think since it was on zoom like it was assumed that it was super casual like it was at one one day i went on with a girl like she was walking home from work or something and she had like just gotten home and i was just like sitting in my room and we were just talking like as she was walking in the door and like getting ready and see it's like stuff like that but like that's stuff that you could never do if you had to meet Mm -hmm. someone in person. Uh, So I think honestly, if it weren't for virtual dates, I don't know if any of those dates would have happened. And, you know, neither of those, none of the virtual dates I went on led to anything. So, I mean, say what you will about that, but at least they happened, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, do you feel like you were in like pursuit mode because I feel like <laughs> with like the the heteronormativity like the man is doing the pursuing pursuing and there's like lots mm-hmm. of feelings people have about that yeah I mean that's something that I I think you know goes back all the way to like you know how you were raised and how, what you're what you were taught of relationships when you were uh, younger hunters because- and gatherers no but i think i honestly think the trope of like the man having to you know make the first move is still very much alive and well mm-hmm. uh and honestly like i'm not a big fan of it like i i <laughs> i so the, the way i always see it is like for example like if i'm on a first date I I will offer to pay for the date because that's just the way I've always done it and that's the way I was raised. But if the if she says that she wants to split it or if she wants to, if she offers to split it or offers to pay for it, I'm not going to say no. Like I'm not going to argue with her on that. <laughs> I I think that's like the way it should be, honestly. Um, but I think there's still some inherent, uh, just like trace of you know, that those conventions of like the man having to make the first move and like all that stuff still prevalent in dating. Well, I have a question about making the first move because I think that's Mm -hmm. a little different from pain. Like I agree with you that it should be pretty equal split, especially when you're on a first date. But um, maybe when like when it comes to apps or like just getting someone's number, have you ever had an experience where a girl or a woman asked you out or made the first quote-unquote move like ask for your number uh, said the first line on an app or something like that or has it always been up to you I think the only time I think the only time that has ever happened to me was when I was on Bumble and oh because you have to (laughs) because they had to and honestly that didn't go very well because oh I mean I'm not I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna say anything bad about the people on Bumble but like their opening lines were pretty weak 
And <laughs> I, I think. And I, what is yours? Well, well, the thing is, like, you got to at least do. And I think this 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 would be interesting to hear from a female's perspective too, because, like, I I got a lot of those like hey's like just hi with mm-hmm. a smiley face and like Smile. you know and I stopped doing that a long time ago because I realized it just doesn't work You're like that's like, elementary you, yeah like you can't, you can't start off yeah like you can't just start off saying nothing because you I get agree. Yeah. a lot of matches you need something to build off of so exactly mm-hmm. so I think the only yeah. time people have tried to make the first move with me is is on Bumble and that didn't work out at all I will say that when I was briefly on the apps, my favorite part was seeing the pickup lines or like the first phrases. Um, and I agree with you. It's really nice when a guy or whoever um, leads in with something that you can work off of. So like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it's, I guess Hinge is really conducive for that because you have photos and you can reply directly to the photo to comment on the photo or the caption. But I always liked when people like made it into a conversation starter that you could draw out into like maybe a date. So for example, I don't remember how this started, but it was on hinge or bumble. No, not bumble hinge. And there must've been something about Linda and your like inability to ride a bike or something. I don't know if the picture was related to that, but it must've been because we somehow, the guy that I was messaging got onto the topic of, we can like go ride bikes together. And then I, he was like, we can go teach your friend how to ride a bike like that, that theme as the date. (laughs) And even though like nothing happened from it, I thought it was still like, and like it caught my attention more than the haze or the Mm -hmm. you're cute kind of thing. Like when you say something about the photo or turn it into like an event, I think that's why, have you ever watched master of none or NZ's and Zark? sorry was mm-hmm. his pickup line was like i'm going to whole foods like what can i get you what can i pick you up it's like so weirdly unique that it yeah. catches like now everyone has it though yeah so yeah, then like... it's not that unique but you know something like that <laughs> yeah is really i don't know have you guys gotten any odd pickup lines whenever i get like the weird pickup lines i'm like always saving them to show you guys later like that yeah. one i was like <laughs> Um, I need to call Spotify's customer service number because they're not listed <laughs> under their top 10 hottest singles or whatever. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, I have tried that one before. What? Okay, how yeah, did you find it? Because one. they must have found it from the same place. <laughs> they must have copied it. Know, it was probably on Twitter or something. It was on Twitter, Twitter? or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I did try that one. It, I, it worked <laughs> out. I mean, we, we had talked, but it didn't go anywhere. But at least it got her attention, which is the important right. part. Yeah. Exactly. Do you ever find that you have to use pickup lines because there is just nothing to say about like the profile? Like there's nothing to comment on. You just find them yeah. really hot or something and you're like, let me just think of something <laughs> to say. Yeah, and I think that might be, you know, if you if you if you look at someone's profile, maybe this is much less on Tinder, but if you look at someone's profile on Hinge and you find absolutely nothing to talk about, that's probably indicative that there might just not be anything there. You know, but they're super they're like, hot, Sebastian. Yeah, but like, <laughs> what does it matter if they're hot if you like meet them and you can't talk about anything, right? That is very true. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, your I don't bait know. failed. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, trying to get so. you to say something juicy because I feel like we like to say that personality counts, and yeah, in the long term, you definitely want someone you can talk to. But we also are very, mm-hmm. like, 
visual people. Like when we see something that's attractive, you know, they're attractive. So I don't know about you all, but I've definitely been in situations where you see someone attractive, you try to think of something to say to them, like something really quick on your feet, but there's like nothing there. So Mm -hmm. you either have to like let that go or just make a fool of yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. You know, I think looks as, as much as, you know, we, we don't like to admit it. I think it's like the first thing that obviously catches your attention. Right. And once you get, once you are like hooked on something, then that's when you can kind of look for that deeper connection mm-hmm. on, on like a profile or something. But yeah, if some, if you see someone and you're not like physically attracted to them, then it would be really hard to to do anything from there as well. Mm. Sebastian, what's your type? We were talking earlier oh, about like the dress oh. as your type and like, yeah. That. Do you have like a specific <gasps> like thing? Oh, he does. Oh, I don't. What does it mean? <laughs> I, don't I mean, know. if you I, just look at well, his exes. <laughs> I mean, I would, probably, I would probably say like, uh, well, I mean, Ming, tell, tell me if I'm wrong, because I feel like you you know better from the outside, but I feel like tall <laughs> brunettes. Long haired brunettes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had that long hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that that pretty much sums it up. That's a huge population. Just long haired brunettes. Sebastian has his eyes on a lot of people. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't say I'm like, I wouldn't say I have like a, like a super specific type that, you know, like I only date one type of person. Like, I, I don't know. That's, I, I feel like people can be attractive in all sorts of different ways. You know, like yeah. I'm not just attracted to like one thing. Like, so it's, it's hard to, you know, say people have a type unless um, like, but some people like they do and it's like kind of weird you know like that's a flag that's a red flag the same. yeah <laughs> it's a little weird but you know you, you I mean everybody has like things they like and like things they look for and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that but you know you, you just have to not be too strict about it yeah I think mm-hmm. that that's the that's where you have to like watch out if you're so strict to your type that if you do meet someone who's outside of that type and you like completely reject them just because they don't fit in it that's when it it's probably an issue of like you're very narrow-minded but it's true we are attracted to some specific things especially physically but mm-hmm. um i wanted to ask you about like moving away from online but in person have you ever like seen someone or you keep running into the same person at school or something like that where you want to make it a mute cute like you want to make a move you want to say something to them but Either you do or you don't. Like, what is that decision making process like? Because from my end, I think it's um You're pursuit I don't know. mode me. <laughs> I'm not pursuit <laughs> mode. No, I'm the opposite where I will kind of wait nearby, but I'm not gonna say anything because of that, I don't know, very old fashioned way of thinking of like the guy makes the move. But yeah. I have had a guy make a move on me and I was like, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> what was your decision making process? Yeah. I I'll say and I, I think about this a lot sometimes, oh. but I'll say that making the first move is something, especially in person, it's something that I have to be like super, super sure about. And like, I have to be super, super certain that they'll either like reciprocate the feelings or that they won't be completely turned off because as, as a ma- man, I have, I'm always constantly thinking that if I, if I do something that's even slightly, uh, you know, off or slightly weird that the the woman is going to think that I'm like a creep or like that 
Yes. It's going to be like perceived as inappropriate. And I don't want that at all. So whenever I've had to make a move in person, I always have to like really take my time and deliberate. Like, is she into me? Like, is she giving me clear signs that she's into me? Is this something that is not going to be seen as weird or awkward? (laughs) Because that's literally the last thing I want to do. So it hasn't happened often. Like I haven't made that many moves to people in person, but when I do, I have to really think about it. And it's actually kind of funny because I was talking with my current girlfriend about this and she was, we were talking about like, oh, you know, if like we weren't dating and we were both at a bar, would you like make a move on me? And I was like, oh. I don't know, like that's kind of, that's really hard for me to do because I don't want to come off as like a creep at a bar who like comes up to you and like starts asking you things. Like, you know, I have to like really be sure that, that it's going to work before I do anything. What are some of those signs? Like, yeah, what are like, like if you haven't flags? got a real chance to mm-hmm. converse with them, what are the I don't know, physical or whatever kind of signs that give you like the go ahead? Yeah, well, that's that's really interesting. Um, I, honestly, it's like the little things. Like, I think eye contact is a big thing. Uh, mm. I, I always I always look for eye contact and like facial features, like smiles and stuff like that. Uh, I think those are those are some like big things. But like I said, I haven't really made moves on people who I'm who I like don't know and who I like just meet randomly at a bar usually I I've always had to like really take my time with it and like get to know them or like you know be in a club with them or be in a class Mm -hmm. together with them to like really make sure that they're like into it and like not so I haven't really done that a lot where I just like meet someone randomly at a bar and then try to make a move on them because that's, I feel like there's a lot of risk with that. And I don't, I don't, I don't like making those risk reward calculations. I feel like (laughs) a lot of times they end up with risk. Yeah. You're more cautious about it, which is probably Mm -hmm. for the better, but I'm curious for everyone like on the, uh, on the call, if sometimes I get this feeling and especially in college, I would, and then I would like second guess myself, but have you ever felt that someone likes you? Like they haven't said anything. They haven't really done anything, but just being around them, mm-hmm. there's something about their vibe or whatever that you're like, I feel like this person likes me, but I also don't want to make it awkward by asking. So I'm just going to pretend that I don't feel anything. But is that just me? Is that what you did with Stefan? <laughs> Low key, yes. <laughs> like I could tell, I don't know how, like I'm, I couldn't say it's like the facial expressions or anything like what Sebastian was saying, but there was just something about I don't know, something coming off of him, you know? Like, have you all felt that before? Oh, it's pheromones, Ming. (laughs) (laughs) Have you felt that? I mean, I definitely have. Oh, go ahead. I'll let you go first. With Nate. Yeah, I guess I felt so Nate. Well, I wasn't, I was like you, like, I wasn't sure because I've never, like, had someone like me, like, in that way, I guess. And all my friends were like, he totally he's like totally into you like all the signs are there and i was like oh i'm not sure I, like i don't think so <laughs> until he finally like confessed to me i guess then i was sure but there was something where like like within you even though you verbally said you weren't sure you still felt something yeah i still like knew i was lying to myself i guess <laughs> yeah i feel like i don't know maybe it's just like who we are as people but i feel like a lot of times 
we'll have that feeling like in college we'll be like mm, I'm not sure and then all of our friends will be like literally yes like absolutely 100% but there's something about us that's like I don't know like I don't want to you know uh, I don't like want to mess up the friendship <laughs> yeah like yeah. Yeah. we don't want to be too big-headed and think that someone actually likes mm-hmm. us but what about you Linda? Mm. Similarly, but it was like at when I was working at the camp and the kids were all telling me, like, <laughs> oh, this, this oh. person likes you or whatever. And then like the person's kids would come up to me and be like, like, go go to the room or like oh. whatever and like be all like involved. And I'll be like, like, whatever, like these kids don't know anything. But I think they were right. Yeah. Yeah. Sebastian. Uh, yeah, for me, I I'll the only time well, I'll, t- I'll talk about the latest time that I like met someone in person and like not through an app and like it developed organically. Like I could very much tell that she was into me. Uh, like she, mm. you know, we spent a lot of time together. We, we were always like talking, we were, we were always laughing around each other. So it was pretty obvious. It's like the little things, you know, it's the little things that add up, you know, like the smiling, the laughing, the, the always wanting to spend time together. It's those things that, that really tip me off. It is true. It's the time probably is the biggest mm-hmm. thing I would say. I was on a, a subreddit, I don't know, just scrolling around, whatever. And one of the questions was like, how do you know when a guy likes you? And then all the answers were like, he will like, his time will tell you like the amount of time he wants to hang out. If he's always around or always trying to find reasons to come around, then that is a pretty big sign. And it's like the amount of times that I stressed about that and not really in high school, because Honestly, I don't think that was a a factor, but like in the beginning of college, when I was really unsure of myself, like if I had just known that as truth, that like the amount of effort of trying to be around you is a really good indicator would have really like saved me some like overthinking. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, because time is such a valuable thing and most people don't want to spend their time doing things they don't want to do. So if if someone makes the effort to spend time around you, then it's it's pretty obvious or it's a pretty clear indication that they're at least, you know, into you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But what about in the cases when you're like, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. And I kind of don't agree with the, the like making it a thing or a phrase, but being put in the friend zone where you're like, you feel like you have that vibe and they do like to hang out with you a lot. But like they either straight up tell you that they just want to be friends or there's you finally realize it. Like, have you ever been in that situation? And then how does that make you feel? I would say you are a nice guy, Sebastian, but do you fall victim <laughs> to like the nice guy, nice like finish last, finish last. Kind of thing? <laughs> Honestly, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think so because I, I don't think I've ever been put in the friend zone because I've, I've never had someone who like a, a, a friend who I've like wanted to spend time who like we wanted to spend time together but didn't want to be in a relationship with I mm. I've never really been in that situation and also I'm I'm like very just straight up and like straightforward about what I want so if I am ever like you know is this person into me is this person not into me I'll just ask them and try to clarify it so that I don't fall into those situations um because i I don't really know what being in the friend zone is like, but from all the stories oh. I've heard, it's it's not fun. So <laughs> I, I, try to, I mean, I just, you know, try to avoid it as much as possible. Yeah. So just like, oh, do you like me? I thought you did. I was right. Was yeah. Friends. I mean, it, it's, it's always better to get, to get a straight up answer, you know? That is a very mature way of thinking that mm. I think early college men could have, could have learned from. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, we all, we all learn from, from past mistakes. So I, I probably had a, you know, a, a mistake that taught me that that's the better way to do it. But I, I don't know. That's just how I've, I've, I've been for, for a long time now. I think that's what I admired about you is that you're very, you seem at least on the outside, very self-assured and willing to, you know, ask those hard questions. Because I think for myself, like speaking for myself, I've really had problems with like telling people I like them because it makes you so vulnerable, like to rejection. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, it's easier to just hold, cling onto the hope that they might like you. And then like, you can think, oh, this sign or this them doing this means that they do like me and like guessing rather than being like mature and asking them and but then being completely rejected like that hope is completely gone like it, definitely in college when I had a really big crush on a guy I'd rather just like hold on to that hope as long as possible and it was ridiculously long I think Sally and Linda <laughs> like it went on way too long of like having this crush without just coming out but it's like it's like less painful I guess to have your hope you know, fully crushed. crushed. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, it's more painful in the moment, but it's a lot less painful in the long yes. run. It's like ripping off a band aid. Yes. And I, I hate using those. I never ripped off band But uh, <laughs> it's just so much easier because then you can, like, okay, well, if this person doesn't like me, then I can move on and, you know, we can still be friends, but I can, you know, yeah. spend my time doing other things. And when I finally did tell the person that I liked them and they started dating someone else, you know, I moved on. Like that was exactly, you you're exactly right. That's what you yeah. needed um, to just come to reality. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting part of dating. I think some people are more willing to like be vulnerable than others. I like yeah. protecting your heart. I don't know. <laughs> Sally or Linda, do you ever think that you were in a situation where it might have just been easier on you to just ask or have someone ask you if, they, if you like them, you know? I don't think I really liked anyone that much. Oh, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's I'm just sorry. me. <laughs> Heart on my sleeve. What about you, Linda? Yeah, I won't be first. I won't like <laughs> yeah. someone unless they like me back. Right? I have to know that it will be reciprocated first. Yeah, I need a security. <laughs> that's another defense though in a way it's like me i really like the person but i don't tell them until i'm sure about it and then you guys you don't even start liking the person until like you're sure about it so it's like a different like defense mechanisms i guess yeah <laughs> i'm like i need to see what my options are and then i can choose which one to like <laughs> oh my gosh fair enough. Fair enough. i mean everyone you know everyone does it differently but you know, having having crushes on people is fun. I will say I do miss it to an extent. That butterfly feeling that we were talking about earlier that Linda doesn't like. She likes to like get right to the meat <laughs> of the relationship. It's sometimes fun to like be a little flirty or find something new about a person. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Sebastian, how's Ashley doing? What's She's the great. the love story? <laughs> Well, like I mentioned, uh, so we started, we actually, we met on Hinge and I commented on one of her questions about, she said something about video games and I responded mm, to that. Um, straight to your heart. Yes, exactly. I've, I've literally never had a person who I've been in a relationship with who I've been able to play video games with. So this is super nice. Um, all <laughs> my, I feel like all my other relationships have like been uh, dismissive of the, of the gaming hobby. 
but yeah, no, I mean, we, and then we, we did the friends with benefits thing for a little bit. Uh, but then we just realized we really like spending time with each other. So I asked her out the day after Christmas, which was really nice because then I didn't have to get her a Christmas present because it started oh my after gosh. Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is she um, listening? <laughs> she knows. I told, I, I told her that already. So it's not, it's not a big secret or anything. No, I mean, it's just, you know, the way timing lined up, it was just a, a super, super strange coincidence. But yeah, we've been, we've been dating ever since. And we just did our first road trip together, which I feel like uh, <laughs> we were talking about her on the way back. I was like, wow, we don't hate each other after this road trip. We spent like, <laughs> 24 hours in a car together cumulatively between there and back and uh nothing nothing bad happened so that's that's a good sign so um mm-hmm. things are going things are going pretty well i'll say how did you how discuss that? the friends with benefits thing yeah i was gonna ask that too uh, i mean it's, it's a good question and honestly like i just did what i always do and just was like honest with them and you know uh, I think the honesty was reciprocated because when someone opens up to you and is really honest about how they feel and what they're thinking it's a lot easier to to you know give that energy back instead of like trying to do it yourself and start being honest yourself but if someone does it and it it just becomes a lot easier to get to like the meat of the the conversation like what Linda was saying um so just I, I was just honest about it and you know, we talked about it a lot and it's, and this is why I was talking about like the casual thing of what Ming was saying. It takes up so much more headspace. Like we talked about being friends with benefits so many times that it just became like this constant conversation. It was like, are we, aren't we, what are we like, what are we going to do that? Mm-hmm. It was just, just dating is just so much more simple because it's like, all right, you're exclusive and we're like committed to each other. And like, that's that there's no like gray area. There's no like silly, mm-hmm. like, Oh, you know, are we exclusive? Are we not? It's it was just so much easier, and it was more convenient, and it was it's just a lot. It's just a lot better. Is there a reason why you guys started out being friends with benefits instead of just starting out dating or in a, in the intent of dating? Yeah, I think both of us. Uh, I, honestly, I think both of us were just kind of a little jaded with relationships at that point. Like oh. we had both been I think we had both been on like the dating apps for a while and like had had little success with it. So we weren't like really sure what we were going to do. And honestly, like, I, I don't think you have to jump into dating anyone. You know, if you, you got to like go on a couple of dates, see what it's like. And, you know, being the friends with benefits thing was kind of like a trial run, I would almost say, because once we did start dating, like what Linda was saying, we had already done all the awkward first steps and we could like finally just like start getting into the seriousness of the relationship. So I think. If I could do things differently, maybe I would have done the friends with benefits thing for a little bit less time. Like I would have cut that down a little bit. But honestly, I think it was it was a good uh, segue into the the actual relationship. Do you think you'd recommend like friends with benefits to other people? Because I think um, I guess media generally tells us like, oh, it's a fun time, but it's super messy. Like, right. Mm -hmm. It can get super all over the place people can get their feelings hurt but it sounds like you actually managed it well and i guess you would contribute that to like good communication but yeah, do you think it, like I, it was worth the fun of it i guess yeah i mean i think i'll just i'll keep harping on the, the my one of my biggest things that i always say is just like you have to be straight up and honest with the person you have to if, if you're feeling some kind of way just tell them like if you're not feeling the friends with benefits don't like 
hide it and say, oh, this is just the way it is. Like, I'm just going to be okay with it, even though I'm not feeling okay with it. Just tell them that you're not feeling it. Uh, and just be honest about what you want to be like. Do you want to be friends with benefits like exclusively? Do you want to be seeing other people while you're doing it? And just make sure that whatever you do, you're comfortable with and you're happy with. And if you communicate that and tell them that, then there's no reason for you to get hurt because you're just you're being true, truthful to yourself and you're being honest to them about it. So that's just all. Also, if you want to do friends with benefits, if you want to do if you want to do anything with relationships, just be straight up and honest about it because it saves everyone a lot of time. <laughs> and heartache. yes no games with sebastian exactly. no playing games exactly. but do you ever think it's like it's too soon because i i don't know if you've ever done this but going on a first date would you bring it up and be like hello nice to meet you i am looking for a long-term relationship if you're not ready for this then like we can end it now like Next. is that ever too soon to just go straight into it because i feel like a lot of times people are like okay yeah i'll communicate with that person but maybe after like two or three dates or you know maybe when we've been seeing each other for mm -hmm. a while then we'll you know dtr or define the relationship yeah i mean i think ideally you do that as early as possible because what's what's the point of going on dates with someone if you're not on the same page about what you're looking for That's right and fair. yeah yeah. And it, it doesn't matter about like, oh, like maybe after a couple, like we'll talk about it for a couple of dates, but like, oh, I'm still really looking for a relationship, but you don't know if they're just like looking for something casual. And then you end up going on a couple of dates and they're like, well, this was fun while it lasted, but I'm going to be off to better things. And you're like, oh my God, I was just about to tell them that we were going to be, I wanted a serious relationship, but now they just said they were looking for something casual. If you had just talked about that at the beginning, it would have saved you a couple of dates. <laughs> Hmm. Good points. So between like the appetizer and the main meal or like between the meal and the dessert? <laughs> no, I mean, I I would say before you even go on the first date. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like bring it up. Yeah, because why are you going to get ready and like pick a restaurant and like put in all this effort if it's not going to be for anything? You know, you should. I, I feel like you shouldn't go into a first date if you don't see like what you want to get out in that person right like there's no point in going in a but first date you know? if you have like any questions about well you just ask them be like hey like i'm i'm no like how would you know personally that you would like them or how would you know what you would want out of them mm -hmm. if you haven't met them yet like maybe you meet a person and like you're yeah. not sure but they seem like they have potential but you wouldn't know that they have potential until you meet them yeah i mean you know i'm not saying like divulge your entire life story in talking to them before the first date but i feel like there's a certain threshold of how much you should know about a person before going on a first date interesting does that make sense it's i don't know sometimes people i yeah. think would like to be more like loosey-goosey about it you know just see where the wind takes you and, and yeah. hey that's totally fine you know everyone dates differently and like does that's true relationships mm -hmm. differently but for me you know like if i'm gonna go out to a restaurant and like spend the money i i at least want that's to like true. know to about spend the money yeah exactly so <laughs> maybe you're thinking about it from like the strong male perspective of like oh i'm gonna have to pay for another date like i need to define the relationship now <laughs> i mean that's that's definitely a consideration because like what if <laughs> we go to like some fancy restaurant and a bougie you know, pinstripes yeah, you end up spending like 70 bucks for a dinner for two and then nothing happens at the end of it, you know? 
Mm, but you paid for the experience. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. It 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 doesn't work that way. I, I can't just be like, oh well, I'm just going to go out on this date for the free food. Like it it that that calculation doesn't work for 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 us. <laughs> All right. Well, it's about time to wrap up today's episode, but thank you so much, Sebastian, for coming onto the pod again. And I feel like I've gained so much insight into, I guess, a guy's perspective on dating in these modern times. <laughs> like you said, um, I guess what I got, got out of today's episode is that be straightforward. It's best to be straightforward if you want to get to the meat of dating or the relationship but if that's not your style then it's totally cool to <laughs> take it slow and test out the waters but um i guess everyone has different dating styles and mm -hmm. different um approaches to dating so that's also an important thing to keep in mind when you're looking for a compatible partner and yeah it was just really cool hearing all your experiences with dating and if do you have any last I guess advices or words of wisdom about dating that you want to leave with our listeners. I'll just say, do what do what you're comfortable with. Be truthful to yourself, and just do whatever makes you happy, as long as you're not hurting anyone else. Wow, that should go on a poster. Yes, <laughs> but th thanks for having me on again, y'all, and hopefully we get to do this again sometime. If you like this episode, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram at movingalongpod and check out our Medium blog for all of our bonus contents. You can follow us there at movingalong.medium.com. Until next time. Bye. Bye.